welcome to another episode of Gaelic Lives. This is a podcast brought to you with the Gaelic Life team and we'll have a new guest on every Wednesday and this week I'm speaking to former down footballer Kevin McKiernan and looking back on his career in the red and black. Kevin, great to have you on and I suppose to start um, we're going to look back at your down career but you've found a new position for yourself, you're doing nets for burn at the minute. Yeah, doing that for Burn, and uh, I suppose it's, it's like anything, what's um, what's needed for the team or what you're asked to do, and, and trying to do it uh, to the best of your ability. So um, yeah, no, listen, it's I suppose the way the game's going at the minute. Um, you know, you have Owen Lynch and, and Ethan Rafferty, and I suppose Nan Morgan, and that's uh, not only adding strength to kick out players and set players, but their ability to come onto the ball as well and, and offer that overlap. So listen, a lot of teams are experimenting with it, but um with a couple of couple of injuries in the club as well with goalkeepers and um had a bad injury myself. The start of the year sort of set me back. I had um fifteen stitches in my, in my ankle with a, a random slice I sliced my ankle in a, a seconds match and it just set me back a wee bit and I suppose when I come back in Jim had mentioned to me about doing it, so um, listen, yeah, it's been going well, and I suppose it's you're learning quick. It's it's not a it's not a position that you can just step into and and you know do it really well straight away. So it's been um, it's been a learning curve there, and with the goalkeeping coach as well, Eddie. Um, it's just been uh, it's a fast process, but it's something that I'm enjoying now. Yeah. You haven't been on the phone to Conor Laverty and going to do a Stephen Cluxon or anything, no. <laughs> Uh, he can he can do that phone call if he needs to, but no, I think that that, that the boat sail. But um, no, listen, it's 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 something new and it's something I'm enjoying. And you know, when when I retired from from playing for Down, you know, my focus was was totally you know back to my club and and enjoying my last few years there. So um, this year's it started well now, and and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing it out through the rest of the year. And as I mentioned, Kevin, going to look back at your your Down career. You, you really had no choice. You had to play for down and play football, I suppose, when your father's an All-Ireland winner. It's it's in your blood, it's in your destiny that you have to go on and, and be a footballer. Yeah, no, it's a, I suppose, a, a strange one. You know, now even as I'm teaching children, you know, children are so, you know, that you can have a, a really good sort of influence on them and they look up to role models. And, you know, I was very lucky in my house that, that my role model was, was, was my father. You know, he lived in the lived in the same house as me, someone that was playing with some of the best players to to put on the boots for, for, for down and um you know, dad dad was very uh, very gentle in his approach to how he was advising me. Um you know, he never made it he never made it a must, but you know, obviously, you were encouraged to play, and and you know, as I developed in older sort of years and in, in teenager years, and that where you know you re- really were thinking about your game and, and the prospects of you know how do I become a down footballer, you know, and, and developing well with with my club was was the number one goal, and that always promoted that you know you know how well you play for your club and and. You know the, the pathway naturally for anybody is, is into secondary school and, and making your way up through schools football then too so you know dad was always very helpful um but he wouldn't have over, overstepped the mark in in terms of in play matches you know and trying to over coach or anything he never coached any of my teams and um, the coaching was done on the car journey on the way home and it was always a gentle reminder of something or a wee bit of advice if it was playing defense how to do it so that was always a, always a nice thing growing up with and and obviously for him to have won in All Ireland and, and you know he very successful with Burton as well winning All Ireland, you, you just 
you know, you grew up with that dream that, you know, someday I want to do that. And luckily, I've had a really good career with, with Down as well. I love playing for them and, you know, playing for them over 15 years. And um, it was always something, you know, and particularly now you look back on my fond memories. And was there a pressure attached to that, Kevin, or did your father sort of easy go on approach help with that, that he wasn't pressurising yeah, you to go on? It never came from him, you know, I always remember, like, not not any malice in any statements, but I always remember, you know, oh, your, your, your dad wouldn't have played that way, you know, and it was in a good way towards me, you know, dad was cornerback, fullback, he would have played a wee bit in midfield, but... You know, my ability to get up the field and maybe play in the forward line of played, you know, with Burnham in my early days, um, sent out forward and again, you know, luckily could have been putting up big enough scores of, you know, one five or six or seven points in a match and, you know, enjoying my football, you were carefree, you were enjoying it, you know, in terms of, um, it was the pre-sweeper days, there was no, no double ups or, you know, um, you were getting a real free roller and, um, you know, comparison for me that way, but equally so the other way as well. Um, you know, a wee bit of pressure put on you. And it wasn't anybody going out of their way to say it to you, but there was always that remark made. But um, it was a nice problem to have in terms of trying to live up to, to somebody that, you know, was so special to me um, as I was trying to, to make my way in, in the football world, you know. I suppose growing up then, um, Kevin, you played County Miners for Down. And you won on All-Ireland in 2005 and the following year you were with Albie CBS and you won the McCrory Cup and went on and won the Hogan Cup. So you good underage success with schools on the uh, on the county level when you were younger? Yeah, that all really happened very uh, very quickly and, and it could have flipped one or two ways for me. I actually, uh, I was vice-captain of that team, um, the Down Minor team and I played the first game and I played the last game. Um, I had a, a double stress fracture to my lower back, and I missed that whole, I missed that whole summer of, of sixth year, which was playing minor and winning the All Ireland. So I missed that whole, you know, semi final of Ulster, final of Ulster against Armagh. So I missed out on a lot of big days, and I actually look back on it now with nearly a lot of thanks that I missed out on it because it made me really hungry for later on in my career. Um, and that's a strange look, outlook to look at it now, but I do know. You know, even young fellas now with injuries or whatever, I, I do talk about that. Um, the scenario of you know injuries are major setbacks, but it can be it can mask um, you know a wee bit of burnout that that could be prevalent in some players who are very successful in their early days and then maybe don't have the hunger or or the want to really go and take the next step to senior football. So it was a strange one at the time. I always remember the world was coming down around you. You know, you, you were trying to study your A-levels and AS levels and play County Minor and then trying to move into McCrory. Um, just that injury cleared up at a really good time for me. And, and then the McCrory Cup and Hogan was just a really special time with with a really good group of friends, um, both South Armagh and South Down. A real good group of lads. Um, you know, Kevin Dias, Darren Rowland, Jared McGarvey were all on the on the Armagh panel that, um, that played... The down team that that had myself, Shimmy Grant, Colin Murney. So like we had a really good group of seven or eight players there that were playing county minors um, against each other, and then we all came together in the Abbey. So really, really strange time with my injury, and then captain in the Abbey, and it all just fell nicely. But uh, yeah, yeah, good memories as well. Yeah, I suppose stepping into senior level, then you talked about that hunger and that drive to be successful because you missed out on a large chunk of that All Ireland winning season. 
But I'm, I'm sure being part of that and being, I think you were the Abbey captain as well, you were you were fairly confident going into the down squad that you belonged there? Yeah, no, and the down seniors were in a bit of a transition then at that point too. You know, that was 07, 08. Um, and, and, you know, the down team that got to the Ulster final in 03, um, there was three or four big retirements and... I actually remember meeting Danny Hughes. Um, he was using he was using Burn Gym at a time, and you know Danny was maybe 25, 26, and I, and I was only coming on to that panel at nineteen twenty. And I just remember his words one night saying to me, you know, Ross Char was the manager, and that was one of Dad's teammates as well. And playing for him was was very special. But I remember Danny saying, you know, you're you're one of Burn's best players, and you know all you're doing now is pitting yourself against you know one of Carrick Moore's best players but it, that happened to be Conor Gormley or you know the Moy I remember Mark and Philip Jordan in my debut like and it was mad to be exposed to that level of um, you know player at that time and, and you know it was it was probably a rude enough awakening for a year or two I got a couple of starts um, very early and, and come on a sub in 08 when, when down beat Tyrone in, in Uri which was you know I was only 1920 there, 2021 maybe max. Um, and you look back now, going that was someday in, in Park Esther, and you know I, I do look back on that, and even at the down team now, you know when when you get that appetite for a big day in Park Esther, you know we were very lucky then to get a really good group of players built towards 2010, where we we got promoted to Division One and went that that uh, journey to, to All Ireland final. So you know that. That type of early experience of a big day and beating a big team like Tyrone, like we went on and got a couple of great wins then against like Monaghan and, and you know days that in the athletic grounds again big crowds and you know there were the days that that you hung on to that that you could get to an Ulster final and all Ireland final again and unfortunately we fell short but um all all really good experiences. And that 2010 run that you mentioned, Kevin, obviously James McCartan coming then as the manager. Um, I suppose what changed or what was the difference in 2010 that you, you got on that run? Was it just momentum? Was it Marty Clark coming back? Was it James McCartney's yeah. influence or was it just a mixture of everything maybe? I think it was a, there was a lot, of, a lot of work to get Marty home. Um, you know, that minor All-Ireland team of ours, like, you know, Marty was, Marty was the crux of, of how things, you know, was just a magical player. Like, you know, you talk about Lexa Clifford or Callaghan now with Dublin and Kerry, just that a one-off player that a county gets you know it's different maybe with Dublin they do come a wee bit more often with him but you know Marty was something special we played school football against him I remember him doing something one day oh it was just a point over his shoulder on the sideline and you just go to yourself how did he even think that was possible you know so um, like Marty that was a really annoying thing for me personally you know when whenever we heard Marty was going to Australia you just you were expecting the big step up to senior, and and you were expecting Marty to to drive that. And thankfully, when he did come back, um, you know, you just had a really good mix of of youth and experience. And then also James um, Jordan had assembled at the time one of the best backroom teams, um, between Paddy Talley and Brian McGaver and Jerome Johnson as well. So, you know. James, he, he managed me in my club and, and, you know, James was, he was a really astute thinker at that time, um, you know, it was his step, he had taken Sigerson teams to Queens and, and going to Down was a very natural, natural thing for him and, you know, that team, just, you know, promotion from Division 2, you look at teams now, you know, you look at um, Derry's trajectory and RMA's trajectory, 
you know, if you go from Division 3 to 2, which we did at that point, Ross got us promoted from Division 3 up to 2, and you had back-to-back promotions. So, you know, the moment, momentum wasn't just, you know, people look at this sort of old thing of down teams getting a bit of momentum, but that, that, was, a, that was a project that, that, you know, the county board at the time and the players and the management, you know, that was back-to-back promotions to go from Division 3 right up to an All-Ireland final. And then we stayed in Division One for three or four years, which gave us a good sort of platform to, to you know, we got the Nostra Fane in 2012. So, you know, you look at Derry and Armana, unless you're at that top table of, you know, Division One or, or person Division Two, you know, that's where you need to be to, to really break into that top bracket of, of teams. And that, that run, Kevin, probably, there's probably a few highlights in it, but obviously the, the Kerry game in Croke Park, the Lang quarterfinal, you just continued the tradition of down teams not losing the Kerry in the all Ireland Championship. Yeah, yeah it was, like, I remember that. It's such a strange thing to, to carry the weight of that burden, like, because like, you're only talking six or seven championship matches. Like, you know, you're talking the 60s and 90s and then into ourselves. Like, but, you know, over 100 years, just have this sixth match weighing on our shoulders, you know, and then to actually keep it going was class, you know. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Kerry at the time were, they were there for the for the taking as well in terms of the suspensions. I think Paul Galvin and Tomas O'Shea got into a bit of trouble against Cork um, in the Munster final. So they were going in there, two men down, and, and again, you know, the qualifier run that year, we had, we had played Longford and Offley and Calvin, you know, so we just got a, we got a nice wee batch of games to build momentum and, and that, that took us into Crow Park and, you know, really we, we just caught loose. It was so class, so, you know, lovely to be a part of it and, and just class to see the, the down support really, you know, back to the days of, of the 90s where Dad was playing and there's, you know, pictures in our house or old DVD or old videos, DVDs that we'd look at and see that red and black in the, in the hill like it there we were experiencing it like so listen it's it's you know losing it by a point it sits in my head very awkwardly every year you know for periods where you see we see Cork playing or you see down person and, and you go to yourself geez we were close like but listen again super group of players and fantastic friendships um you know and, and at the end of the day you know, every year one team wins the All Ireland. There's a lot of disappointed counties every year that, that don't make it, and you know, unfortunately, we did fall short. But um, yeah, fantastic team. And did you ever, do you ever watch it back or anything, Kevin? All Ireland, one point defeat to Cork, as you mentioned. Don't think I've, don't think I've ever watched the whole game back. Um, personally, at the time, it was a very difficult. Um, my grandfather passed away um, the Friday night after the All Ireland final, so um, I just remember the emotion of. You know, losing the All Ireland final on the Sunday, Granda was very unwell, um, leading up to the the quarter final, semi final, and final. Um, you know, and there there are times you look back on and think, you know, you did improve. And, and you know, a week later, after losing the All Ireland final, Granda passed away on on a Friday night. I was actually, I was at an Aussie Rules trial for for the Ireland um, international rules, and Granda, I was coming home in a car with Kieran McKeever and Benny Coulter, and found out Granda passed away. And you know, I was sitting sitting in a car with two men that I grew up, you know, wanting to play against and play with, or now I was getting an opportunity to play with them for Ireland. And, you know, Granda, you know, he, he had a, you know, he had a very special way of, of talking to you. He had no massive input into football, loved watching it, but, um, you know, it was on mum's side of the family. And um, a week later then I played for Ireland against Australia and, and I had Granda's, 
Ronda as an initials on my arm. You know, it was just a really emotional time, but a really nice time for, for our family. And, um, you know, you, you just look at the highs and lows of, of football on the pitch and then, you know, real life stuff outside of it as well. So um, it was a tough time for us as a family, but um, the football gave us a, a welcome distraction. And then, you know, playing, playing for your country so so quickly after after the All-Ireland final and Granda passed and it was just a whirlwind of a couple of weeks but um, yeah a really good time as well and it maybe gives you a bit of perspective too Kevin does it when like you think your world's crashing down once you lose that All-Ireland but something much worse happens within five days like it probably gives you that yeah, wee bit of perspective it was mad the, you know, the euphoria of getting to play in front of 80,000 people like you know, I don't think enough talked about in terms of, you know, I know the GPA do great work and, and you know, the highs and lows of, of of playing at that level and, and the defeats and how low they do get. You know, I, I listened to something about Conor McManus recently, his, his podcast, just about, you know, how results can just take a grip of you for weeks and months, you know, to really put it to bed. It's very hard to get over that defeat, but, you know... Like I remember standing at Granda's wake and all people wanted to talk about was the all final like and all I wanted to talk about was listening to stories about my granda and, you know, men coming up, he was a milkman in the in your for for fifty years and you were hearing stories about your granda you'd never heard in your life, you know, and then people were saying, Jeez, you were hard luck last week in the order final <laughs> you just it was mad uh, you know, the, the trying to process all of that and I still I still find it um you know, looking back at that time um, you know, playing in front of 80,000 people to then, you know, the next day back to, next couple of days back to work and back to just living life. And I think it's a mad thing that amateurs are, are given that opportunity, like, you know, to play in front of, in Crow Park in a full crowd, you know, and, and, and three or four days later, lads are back teaching in classrooms or, or you know, Jack McCaffrey, a doctor, and Mike, Mike Simons as well. Like, you know, it's mad. I think it's class, but, um, you know, the highs and lows are, are very hard to deal with for some people, you know. And Kevin, I suppose that, that 2010 run, I know he's got to a couple of the finals maybe after, but he's never seemed to get just get back to that level. Was there a reason behind that? Or obviously Marty stepped away and James McCartan stepped away in a few yeah. years. What? I, I, why yeah, why I did you never reach that, that level, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, uh, I suppose you look, at, you look at the evolution of a lot of teams. Like, unfortunately in Down, you know, it's very different to... Maybe seeing it a whole lot more in, in the likes of Donegal now, where you know last year, you know the you know the amount of work that that's available in counties, you know, you know Dublin and, and maybe Kerry and that maybe don't seem to have the problem just with the real tradition of of, of football, but also the economic end of things. Like down at that time, we lost so many players due to work and and retirements are different end of things but that evolution of that team you know there's a lot of lads between Benny and Dan Gordon Dan McCart and D. Raff were all 30, 31, 32 they were coming to the end of their career like, and we were lucky to get the best of those lads before they retired but like, Danny Hughes Rony Murda Rony Sexton like, we lost I'd say we lost 10 players in 2 years and you know you don't get to all Ireland finals trying to trying to blood 10 new players like you just don't get that experience of you know, those boys that played in Ulster final in 2003 you know, brought all that experience and you know Marty going back to Australia with a couple of injuries almost did his cruise ship there was just a wipe out of men on, on really different circumstances and you know you can't cope with that in 2012 we actually did then get the 
the Crooks up and all their under-21 team through, which was um, Peter Fitzpatrick, Paul McComiskey, all that crew um, came as another team. But, um, you know, you just can't cope with that turnover of players. And, and, you know, that's probably why we didn't reach the heights of, I think we got to another All-Ireland quarter-final at a time. But, um, you know, getting towards the, the business end of, of winning All-Ireland, you know, you need to have a really special group of players. And, you know, we did get the Ulster finals, which is manageable, I think. You know, for, for most counties, you can get a group of players, I think, to, to create an upset or two at that level. But even the way it's panned out now on the, the, the structure of the championship, the old way, I think, you know, it, the qualifiers allowed for big teams to take each other out. That year we got to the final, you know, there was a lot of teams took each other out and, and a pathway opened up, whereas I think at the minute it's, it's just it's tapered towards the strong, being really strong and, and given multiple opportunities, you know. And you'd mentioned the international rules, Kevin. How was it? How uh, representing your your country and getting to play with the best players in Ireland? It's it's an achievement in itself. But how did you find it? Yeah, it was, I loved it. I, I think it's an awesome shame it's still not there. Just the you know when when you're out there now. I was out for a family wedding actually in Australia now too, and you know um, the amount of Irish out there, and and you know I actually watch AFL pretty closely now as well. Just with with you know Zach still playing there and other Irish boys there, so um, I just think so many similarities in sports too. Like I'd watch it in terms of coaching, and you know they're amazing at some of their tactics about you know making the pitch big and making the pitch small and defensive ends and stretching the pitch on transition. I think some of the tactics in it are amazing. And, you know, even at that time, um, Australia had used their goalkeeper as a as a full court press. <laughs> I remember one game in in. I think it was in Patterson Stadium in Paris, like Michael Murphy and Conor McManus was our two man full forward line. And um, their two markers, their two markers came and, and marked the two half backs and left the two boys free. And they just knew that, you know, if the Irish kick out went to the middle, they were gambling that they would put numbers, you know, a 10 on 8 to win it and play, as opposed to if they lose it, they could use their tackling to slow us down. You know, they were obviously better tackling and they could still scramble back to, to be on Murphy and McManus. And now, you know, in, in Gaelic football, people are using similar tactics, you know. So I loved it. Like, it was a, I had family out in Sydney, my auntie Deborah, um, she's a massive Sydney sports supporter. And then all of a sudden, I was playing, you know, against some of the players that she, you know, they had seen over there, superstars, Buddy Franklin, like, shared the same pitch as some incredible Australian sportsmen. And, you know, the Irish lads were just so good to play with. You know, growing up Benny Coulter had played with, with Ireland. I remember being in the Albion trying to get out of trying to get out of class to go and watch it at, at Friday morning at ten o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden I was out there playing with Benny, um, you know, and playing with the boys. So listen, it was dream come true stuff and again that run probably a lot of thanks to that two thousand and ten team, you know, that gave us give me the exposure and give down the exposure to be at that that top table and luckily it all fell it all fell very nicely and I, I always look back on my career and I said that to so many young fellas now like you know it, it, it takes an awful lot of luck to fall and obviously a lot of hard work but um, you know to, to get into a team and, and play well and, and for your cards to fall right to win things you know like that All-Ireland final of a point defeat like you know it just bounce with ball it could have been totally different but I have a lot, a lot to be thankful for with all those experiences, and and um, hopefully some other, some other down lad will get an opportunity to do it in years to come if it if it gets back up and going. Do you think will it or, or should it get back up and going again? Because I think everybody enjoyed it, Kevin, and there was obviously the, the physical aspect and the yeah. the fighting aspect that people tuned in for. But it, it was, I'm sure, it was a great experience for the players. I, I remember like it was 
cleaned up rightly at the time I had played it. Like there was no real some of the hits and tackles were, were class to be part. Like I remember being slung to the ground, I had the ball, thought I'd loaded time and all of a sudden, you know, they were they were tackling you like it was something totally different. But um, you know, the focus for us then was just working on our very good basics of, of kick passing on the round ball was our advantage, but they're tackling and fielding and athletic ability was mental, like to, to pick yourself against that was was class. But um I, I just think there's a whole lot to gain from it. Um, you know, probably the, the the downside of it was probably losing Marty, you know, maybe are we giving AFL the, the exposure to, to you know, I remember Mickey Hart being a big um, you know, deterrent of, of it all. Like, you know, maybe we're giving them an opportunity to come and, and cherry pick our best players. But you know, if if you could build relations there and, and you know, if counties like I always feel down should have been I don't know if it ever happened, but like down should have been compensated for, for Marty Clark, like you know, and his club and Rick, you know, like the effort that went into coaching and developing players, Jamie already was the same, Caelan Mooney, like we lost three or four lads uh, to Australia at that time and, and maybe, you know, maybe in that end of things it wasn't a good thing, but um, I thought it was a fantastic opportunity for, for Ireland's best players to come together and if you look at the minute, you imagine Clifford and, and Shane Walsh and, and O'Callaghan coming together and playing on the one team, like you imagine we lads around the country can't wait to see these men take the pitch, you know, together. You know, so I think it, I think it's a, it's an opportunity, but I don't know what pathway it's on at the minute. I suppose, Kevin, you decided to retire then last season. Um, how difficult a decision was that for you, or did it was it just your time and, and you didn't mind, or how how did you come to the decision? Yeah, no, you know, probably with with age and you know the way things had fallen with with James and Carton. James was <coughs> unfortunately put in very late and. I think just with have a young family as well, of two wee girls, and you know my priorities were, were in my head were definitely changing. And, and as much as you think you want to train hard and be there at every session, you know, you know my gym program at the minute, you know, I do place a big emphasis on rehab and different things I got and the time it needed to travel for for county just doesn't really. When you have a young family, it doesn't really mix well. Um, and I think you know. My girls at the minute, they're up to an age where they're playing football now as well. Um, I think that's something that, that I'd really like to you know, concentrate on myself and see them growing up and, and give them that wee bit of exposure that they can they can play themselves for, for our club, you know. And I'd mentioned you were playing club football, Kevin, but you were also coaching. You were in with the Down Ladies and you won the All-Ireland. So that's that's obviously a stepping stone into management. Are you, are you thinking of going that direction? No, well, that's you know I'm, I'm obviously developing developing as a coach um, myself in my own head where I want to go. I'm having out with the club under club under 15 during the semi final of the championship tomorrow night, and um, you know down ladies Mark Poland phoned me at a time last year when I had retired and just looking at the possibility of coming in with himself as a coach. You know he has a young family as well. And it was one night a week, which was great. You know Tuesday night and and we alternated then the weekend. So um, you know that. This and the girls were absolutely fantastic to work with this year. It, it gave me an opportunity to gain and, and work at that level of preparation, you know, the video analysis, the S&C, the coaching end of things myself, you know, what, what worked, what didn't work, video analysis. I love now picking, I love picking apart matches and thinking, right, what are we working on this week and how you design a, a session with games to, you know, to, to accompany what, what you want to put across, you know, and then, Obviously, looking at different players and their skill sets, you know, I find that all really, really interesting. And you look at, you know, some of my best coaches that I played with, you know, Paddy Talley, 
Niall Moyne as well, just really good men that, that I worked with and, and people that coached me and you know, you, you think the possibilities of, of down the line getting involved in teams, absolutely, you know, nothing replaces playing but um, you know, that group of girls this year to go to Crow Park again and, and yeah, right the wrong of, of an all Ireland final, I know it was it was junior level with the ladies, but um, to watch those girls, you know, get their reward for such massive commitment. Um, yeah, it was it was good buzz and, and I look forward to seeing where my coaching journey goes as well. Well, that's brilliant, Kevin. Best luck with it. Um, that's all we've time for in today's episode. Um, best of luck with your coaching career, your management career, and obviously with Byrne for the rest of the championship. Kevin, thanks very much for coming on. Brilliant, boy. Take care, man. All the best.